Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of the podcast is with Sigmund. And in classic form, a man named Sigmund would have to know a lot about psychology, correct? So we break down programming, psychological programming, psychological warfare, and um, you know how it affects different groups of people and how it's kind of playing out on society right now. We talk a little bit about hallucinogens. Uh, we'll have to have a future program where we go deeper into hallucinogens. But uh, this was a fun podcast for me. And there's a lot to uh, learn and take from it. I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Esoteric Gladiator. I am your host, Jeremy Lipsy, and today I am joined with some friends from the L.A. area, Megtron and Pixie. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. So my friends, are uh, they both work in the motion picture fashion industry, and um, they've got some interesting stories that they wanted to share, and uh, I, I wanted to let them share them. So who, yeah. wants, to, who, who wants to tell me first about themselves? Uh, I guess, I guess I'll, 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 I'll go into it first, but I think what we're trying to like expose here and testify is, is that this, this pixie Adrena chrome yes this is pixie pixie okay. here greetings um i think what we're just trying to, to testify to is that there is a dark satanic cult going on in hollywood and we've experienced it and um and, and one of the crazy things that about my story is it was kind of interconnected with how i met megan but um I think the most alarming experience I ever had was with uh, an A-list celebrity who's very openly satanic, practices the dark arts, very deep into occult, um, dark occultism. And we were at his home one night after a movie premiere, and um, he just opened his fridge and was like, hey, you, you know, you want some adrenochrome? And I was like, a watochrome? He's like, oh, yeah, it's like this new designer drug. And I was just so ignorant at the time. And I was like, I had no idea what that is. And um, he basically was like, oh, it's like LSD and speed. And I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm good with just like, you know, drinking and whatever. We're like, you know, that's cool. But the way he had it, I was like, well, like, how do you, where, where is it from? It's from a plant. He's like, oh, no, it's, it's just casually. He's like, oh, no, it's just baby's blood. And I thought he was like, playing a joke with us i didn't really take him seriously and i was like oh he's just fucking with us whatever was this a movie like, star no. or a musician or if he he's a musician um okay. in some movies very yeah it's um yeah he's, he's very open satanically and he was very open about sharing this designer drug and um what was the package again? The package was in, right, was in a baby bottle. That's what was so crazy to me. I was like, no, that's cranberry juice. Stop fucking with me. He's like, no, it's not. And then, like, finally, my how I was exposed to this person was through my fiance at the time. And he was just like, you know, just, yeah, just let it go. Let the conversation go. And just in retrospect, years later, when I started learning about the adrenochrome, I was like, I thought that was a joke. And How it, long ago was this? 
oh god, this was probably like 2014. Oh wow! So before it was like a hot topic, you know, I didn't really learn about it until you know a couple of years later, and realized that that wasn't a joke. He was he was being serious. Um, but yeah, and the correlation with the the movie premiere <coughs> was with Johnny Depp, and he tried to like sell it off as like, oh, you, you know, Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. Hunter Thompson, Hunter yeah. S. Thompson. Uh, unfortunately, here that was one of our favorite writers, but that's yeah, yeah. So yeah, Hunter Thompson um, was a, was a weirdo. He was into some weird shit. There's like um, there's like rumors that he was linked somehow to the White House through this um, this case called the Franklin uh, cover up with uh, Paul Bonacci, and it was about um, the Boys Town. Uh, child sex trafficking. Boys Town was a Catholic, uh, like a, a Catholic orphanage, and um, this guy Lawrence A. King, who was a Republican. I know everybody wants to blame the Democrats. It's both sides. Uh, <laughs> no, both sides. Yeah, they're both they're both working for the same satanic master. Um, and Lawrence wow. A. King was um, supposedly, which they can say supposedly all they want. I know it's true was uh, trafficking children directly to the White House. I believe this is when George Bush Sr. was in office, which I always tell everybody. Mm -hmm. That guy was the worst of all of them. I mean, he was up there talking about a new world order and a thousand points of light. Openly. Yeah, a thousand points of light is Lucifer. So, um, but they said Hunter S. Thompson was uh, doing snuff films for these guys and like a a number of children. probably. Yeah, a number of children like had you know, said it was Hunter S. Thompson. And then, and then, you know, lo and behold, you see fear and loathing in Las Vegas, which my dad actually worked on that movie. He was a prop maker. Um, he, you know, and then Hunter S. Thompson or Johnny Depp playing Hunter S. Thompson says, um, they're taking like what, 40 cc's of adrenochrome, which was, was one of the first times we'd ever heard about it. But I actually, found a song by Sisters of Mercy called Adrenochrome that I think came out in like the late 80s or something, which is or you wow. know, mid 80s. Yeah. And it's actually a really fucking killer song. But um, it talks about the Catholic Church in that song. And, um, yeah. and uh, then for Johnny Depp to do that role, he had to go like shadow Hunter S. Thompson. And I, I you know, it's been, I hate yeah. Brian almost. Yeah, didn't he have to sit in a coffin? I exactly. Story. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, you know, you get baptized and you're reborn in 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 a in a mm-hmm. you know for Christianity. Um, and I'm not saying Christianity is you know gr- you know great either because I think it's been infiltrated on every level. Um, but like it, with Satanism, it's all about inversion, inversion of biblical texts and theology yeah, and practices. Absolutely. So they shove them in a coffin in, for them to be baptized. Inversion of a cult, you know, a cult. Yeah. And that reminds me of the whole, did you hear about uh, Marina Abravovich doing yeah. the whole kind of the hazing of Lady Gaga? It kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of the similar yeah. to the Hunter S. Thompson and Johnny Depp situation for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like an initiation, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's like her handler. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Basically. Yeah, the other interesting one, thing about when I entered this this person's house is first thing he he um presents to us is like, Oh here, check out my my um copy of Hitler's personal Faust book. And he's just like, Hello, here's here's like, you know, 
he just had a, co- a collector's edition of it. It's like, yeah, like, here's a toy. And I was like, I actually don't even want to, like, get anywhere near that. That freaks me out. But, yeah, he's just, he's, he's open about it, and they certainly get away with it. Well, that's kind of, uh, like, the the deal behind a lot of this shit is, like, you know, it's like an open secret and like people, they say shit that just seems outlandish and because, you know, most people, they have a different moral compass than, you know, a lot of, a lot of these celebrities or a lot of these musicians or whatever, like once you get to a certain point, I mean, I think even before you become famous, a lot of these people are narcissists and then, you know, then they'll do anything to be famous. And then so, you know, they're hanging out with their, like, heroes, and they're getting a record deal. Well, you know, all of their heroes did it, and they want to be worshipped and famous, so these people are going to start being part of that, you know, that Hollywood Babylon cult. And and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then, you know, I think uh, it's, it's a similar initiation to what, like, you know, young children or infants are go through being born into these satanic cults. You know, they got to go yeah. through this 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 these traumatic you know sexual and physical torture and which basically leads to disassociation and multiple personality mm-hmm. and fragmented mind yeah 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 so so then being out in the open like hey you want some adrenochrome it's like like you said like how many people are going to take that seriously right Right, right. Oh man, he's he's joking. He's got red wine. And her her story never changes. She told me this years before any of the QAnon or anyone was saying any of these buzzwords, and it's never shifted. It just, you know, it took on a whole lot more meaning after we figured out. Yeah, it did. It was like I started connecting the dots more. I was like, oh, he wasn't, he wasn't joking, and it was just, yeah. Well, crazy. It was a different time of 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 my consciousness level i just i didn't take it seriously like no he's he's fucking with me the the crazy thing about the whole QAnon thing is is like i mean from the gate i was like man i don't know man this seems like it might be a psyop because you know like why would these guys share what they're gonna do you know it's like what do you think the the shadow government isn't paying attention it's like I th- I found it, it fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I found it fascinating. But even like the whole QAnon thing is like the media always. Well, they lie about everything, but they said that these guys were talking about Satanism and all this shit. And to my understanding, at least from what I remember, they barely ever talked about any of that shit. So like, it was a way to like kill two birds with one stone. So a lot of conspiracy theorists didn't trust the QAnon thing. Myself being one yeah. of them, I was fascinated by it and I looked into it, you know, like, cause I look into everything, you know what I mean? A lot of right. shit I don't, okay. I just yeah. keep an open mind, but like now, so it's like, okay, cool. We can get rid of the QAnon Trump people and then we can get rid of the conspiracy theorists too. And all these people that don't trust the fucking government. So. For valid reasons, you don't have to be conspiracy theorists for that. I feel like we, Megan and I started falling into this, like, for me, at least, like, 2012, before any QAnon, and I was like, okay, so if all conspiracy theorists or people who are into alternative media fall into this QAnon group, that's just, like... That's dangerous. That's, that's dangerous and unfortunate, but at the same time, I'm just like, you know what, fuck it. 
like label me. I don't care. Like I'm doing the research. I've done my, I've, ha- I've had my own experience to confirm certain things. Like fuck off. I'm, I'm not here to like worry if people like me or not. I'm just going to keep poking at the truth. But, and we're out there. I mean, I, I know I, as a makeup artist, I feel I'm not, I'm not fly on the wall. Sometimes the people really divulge things and forget that I'm there. You know, I'm the last person people see before they step on set a mm-hmm. lot. And I just, there's things that I've seen. And once I see them, I can't unsee them. And I just, I, you, you can't tell me otherwise. I've experienced that. So even if the news is telling you that's not true, I've lived it. And I've, like, well, what's your story? Well, I've, the first that came to mind, you know, when we're talking about these were, uh, the low key one was uh, more the the Balfamet Balfamet yeah, statue, and that was for a, a famous mumble rapper uh, <laughs> that's out right now. And they, I just noticed into you know, the whole video, like we said, the black and red, the, we, the we, we, can't, like, everything was. We should tell people you're probably. That? We should tell people that you guys probably aren't going to drop names because you guys really don't want to be caught up in anything, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so, they, just, so these ladies yeah. agreed that they weren't going to share well, names of name. people. I don't care. I'll drop a name. Uh, this video was for an artist uh, named Hex, and I, I think he was on the same that list, does it all. right? <laughs> and and I, uh, I, I've had a yeah, Hex. Just trippy red Hex. Like a lot of these just rappers with, with tattoos on their faces. They're, they're not even trying to hide it. Like if you look in the symbolism in their albums and everything they're doing, it's completely out in the open. So I don't think it's really a surprise. Uh, but uh, this Hex artist was a newer artist. They were trying to brand. I mean, already had like 6 million or something followers, even though we've never heard of him, right? They just come out of the woodwork. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden are being, you know, uh, platformed by Sony or by all these big artists out of nowhere, which is weird. But on the video, there's so much satanic symbolism in it. it they were filming it. Uh, where the Malibu fires happened and this burned down, decrepit house. And they had him uh, signing contracts with a guy in a red tie. And then they had a Baphomet statue come into the the foreground. And it had nothing to do with the video. And I just remember uh, me and the stylist, you know, caught wind of it and were looking at it. And I, you know, went up to the art department and asked them what the meaning of it was. And they just kind of looked off in the distance and said, don't ask about that. That's, you know, that's for the sponsors kind of situation. And then they took the, the statue out of the scene and moved it. It was only in there for one scene. And you can barely see it in the video. But it, it was, you know, it was very intentional. It wasn't a coincidence. Yeah. It was very intentional. So that was just one one thing, and it would be different if the video was about, or the song was about that. No, no, it was very sneaky and insidious. Nothing about it was, uh, you know, it was it was a song made for teenagers. It was a it sounded like a love song. It didn't sound like anything that had to do with what the statue would have meant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Predictive programming, or you know. I forget what it, it's what's, exactly. what it's called when they throw those like subtle things in, like Disney does it with a lot of their cartoons and their pictures. Subliminal too. messaging. Yeah, it's like yeah. subliminal messaging. Yeah. So, and I just you know I'm aware of what this stuff is, and uh, I guess that one it it kind of st- stuck out to me, but you know not enough for me to raise too many flags about it. But then uh, the story that 
my main one where I really was just undeniable at this point uh, was with Kid Cudi. And uh, I, and I'd already been hearing some dark stuff about him too, but that's another story for another day. But I I wound up at his house in the Hills one night, uh, got invited by, you know, like just a friend that was over there partying with him. Won't name those people, but I'll put, I'll put Kid Cudi on blast because he was super dark. Uh, But we went over there and, he was he was definitely trying to partake in some like trippy ritualistic, just trying to almost trying to drug people to uh, pull some kind of mind control stuff on them. I don't know. It's kind it's kind of a longer story. Yeah, he's on some Charles Manson shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it was through psychedelics. Yeah, and I yeah. I stepped in kind of uh, when they were already doing this, and I've, I'm already aware of this, and I saw what was going on, and it he had clear narcissistic tendencies. He had all these pictures everywhere of himself and awards and he invited people over and was just very just uh, self-indulgent and just, I don't know. I just saw it going into a really dark territory and I was just kind of watching these people kind of be his minions or something. And then he had everyone lay on the ground and they were all listening to music and it started to get super dark. And I mean, I don't know if this was, again, I don't know if this was subliminal messaging or if this was, I don't know what he was doing. It just started to go into a, a really unexplainable dark turn. And I, I, I literally stood up and just kind of tried to rain on this whole parade and, and told him like, this is, this isn't cool, dude. Like yeah. I, you guys, this guy is evil. This isn't cool. Like this is, I, I feel this vibration. I know what this is. This is, this is really dark. And he kicked me out of his house barefoot. Like, I didn't even, he didn't even give me my shoes. Like, kicked me out. Yeah. It, it didn't, wasn't your mutual, our, our mutual friend, <laughs> she, like, even felt like she had been possessed. So oh. She was under some kind of control. I, I ran into one of the girls there later, and uh, she was, started crying the minute she saw me. And, and it was, uh, she said, I'm more spiritual now because of that. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I found God after that. And it's it's really hard to explain really what we saw, but he he was trying to use the vibrations and his music yeah. to get us to listen to him. And he said things like, "You guys can live forever. Yeah. You can live with me forever." Uh, and one of the girls there who was uh, with your friend Rob, who's no longer with us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to name yeah. someone, but uh, one of the girls there was not wanting to hang out with her own boyfriend. She was standing behind Kid Cudi with like her eyes were turning black. She was, she wouldn't leave. Like we had to, the, I wasn't there cause I was kicked out, but they had to drag her out of there. And she was like puking after she left. Like it, it was completely some satanic weird shit was going down. And I, I, ev- everything in me was telling me to leave. And when I left the people that give me a ride home, I just called them my angels. I was trying to get an Uber and, and these, these neighbors came out and told me, were you just in that house? We'll give you a ride. They said, that guy's evil. Don't go over there. Like all the neighbors are onto him. We know that he's up to some, some dark satanic shit, like get in the car. Was it in the Hollywood Hills? It was in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. yeah. And they drove me home. No questions asked and, and told me never to go back there. And that was his neighbor. <laughs> so yeah. North and my situation is the same area too, like North Hollywood Hills and near the sun too. Like that. I, yeah, I don't mean to ramble, but it was a very just weird 
weird night and definitely made me uh, find spirituality a, a lot more after that. Well, f- the, a lot of like, like you're saying with, like, with the music and stuff, there's, I believe it's 432 hertz, I believe is the frequency for, you know, lifting the vibration. I, I could be wrong. I'm not like a master at, at No, that's, that's correct. That's correct. Okay. Um, yeah. There's actually a few different hertz, but then there's what, you know, the industry, um, you know, like, is the industry norm for whatever the Hertz or BPMs are. And, um, that carries a resonant as well. There's a really good book that I, I, uh, it's an audio book that I got. It was called, um, sacrifice magic behind the mic by Isaac Weishaupt. And it was about, <laughs> we love him. I haven't read that yet, but I love him. That book is incredible. He, he actually reached out to me on Instagram a couple times. He's a pretty nice guy. Um, but I've like read like four of his books and that one in particular, that one. And then he did one called the Kubrick code, which was about Stanley Kubrick and all that. But sacrifice oh. magic behind the mic was about Satanism and hip hop. And, um, you know, he just provides so many citations and so much like, you know, like very researchable, provable stuff, which I always, you know, I'm always into all that shit, but I mean, you could just go back yeah. to like, you know, uh, what hip hop used to be before, you know, the early nineties, it was all about, you know, dancing and love and, you know, yeah, you know, and then so what the gangster whole- rap took over, right. Killing people, robbing mm-hmm. from people, beating people up, calling women bitches, um, which, you know, is never appropriate unless you're naked. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, yeah, and just the way it sounds. I mean, just repeating Paris Hilton over and over isn't a song, you know. Versus just, I mean, at least it was fun back then. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't feel like just repeating one word over and over is a song. Yeah. Now, oh yeah. Now it's just like that Paris Hilton, right? I don't forget what that song is. I don't, I don't follow it. <laughs> I'm sure somebody tried to do that. It's it's really yeah it's really gotten really just so just man the dumbing down of this country has just been so it's so astonishing to me I'm just blown away by it like and like yeah. you know because I grew up in the 80s like I was like oh pop music actually used to be good like now it's fucking garbage um but like yeah, yeah it's like it's changed so much. Are you guys also seeing, I mean, when did it get just the intentional, how dark the just Super Bowl, the performances, oh, the tone right. of it, it just I looks like, it looks like now. Gotham City. It just looks, yeah. it looks just the tone, it just, everything got just it's really p- just dark and daunting. Pixie's got to, Pixie's got to come closer to the phone. I, we're we're hey, barely able to hear her. Yeah. You know what She's I mean? back the there freaking making martinis. <laughs> no, we're, we're podcasting. She's she's fit mixing drinks. <laughs> no, no. Here, we put a more, shot of this a grapefruit, a little shot of adrenochrome. Yeah, right. Just microdosing adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. Oh my no. god. <laughs> no. Dear God. Yeah, the Super Bowl uh, yep. shows. That shit is crazy, man. It's like out in the open, open mm-hmm. secret, man. And and you know. It's crazy because so many people that, like, I've been on this shit since 9-11, like, the day of 9-11, when I seen 
punk ass George Bush reading to children in a school, I was like, you know, this is a theatrical <laughs> setup. I grew up in fucking Hollywood. My right. dad works for the motion picture industry. This is a theatrical setup, dude. Like this, this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. When was the last time we seen a president reading to kids or planes getting hijacked? This is fucking theater. And my family was arguing with me. And yeah. I remember like eight years ago at Thanksgiving, I was like arguing with my whole family about how all their heroes were satanic fucking pedophiles and all this shit. And then, then my mom, right after the Jeffrey Epstein thing, was like, oh, my God, did you hear about this Jeffrey Epstein guy? I was like, Mom, do you remember eight years ago at Thanksgiving when you guys got damn near kicked me out of the house for telling you all your heroes were satanic pedophiles? <laughs> did you read who was at his at his uh, island and on his flight log? And she's like, yeah, I know. It's so crazy. I'm like, yeah, maybe you guys should listen to me a little bit more often. It's always the crazy person right? that saves people. And then, But the funny thing is, Everyone was so on board with the Epstein thing, but then they're all just turning a blind eye now that Ghislaine Maxwell's sister is, like, part of the World Economic Forum. Like, she's just, you know, it, you just look it up, but she's the, one of the main founders yeah. of the World Economic Forum. But for yeah. some reason, everyone forgot about all of that. Well, because <laughs> we have Meghan Markle now, like, distracting everyone, like, how she was abused by the Queen because she's partially black. That's why nobody wants oh, yeah. to, like... That's a real distraction. It's like, well, if we're going to really talk about the corruption of the royal family, let's start with Prince Andrew, right? That's, just, that's the pedo. Yeah. For real. <laughs> let's start there and then work our way up to, like, the queen being nasty and mean. Well, they always try and get people, like, uh, focused on, like, the fifth or seventh thing that's wrong with humanity instead of the first. Because if you figure out the first thing that's wrong with humanity – then the gig is up. You find out, oh shit, I'm controlled by a bunch of fucking demonic wealthy elites who are using racism as a tool in place of classism because if you really take it back to like, is it, is it, are, are white people really racist or is it the media and the newspaper you know, that was telling the settlers when they first got to this country, oh the Indians are savages you gotta watch out for them. This, it's like it's yeah, it's the politicians and the media since day one in this country, not fucking broke ass white people who just spent three months on a fucking ship trying to escape oppression in Europe. You know <laughs> Thank what I mean? You. It's for the broke white people. You know, and, and then and then they don't ever talk about the first slaves being Irish or Chinese. It's or, yeah. or the fact that half of America, which was white, uh, risked their lives to free black slaves and. It's like, you know, some some people just yeah. aren't racist, dude. They're willing to die for anybody just because they're human beings. Like some people don't look at, you know, they don't look at it like that. Yeah, they notice you're black or you're Mexican or you're Asian or you're white, but that's not like why they're engaging with you. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm making a new friend or, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. crazy where they've taken this whole shit show. I know they've taken this. It's, they've turned it into a race war when really it, it's about a, it's a class war. It's a class it's, it's a war. Class war. The, the first step to realizing it is that the elitist class is controlling like ninety percent, or you know maybe hopefully less than that of the population. It's kind of freaky to think about it. Yeah, the one percent is but, is reigning over the ninety nine. And just to see the distractions, I mean, the fact that we had to make this call an hour later because a bunch of hipster, like, white kids in Echo Park were protesting 
because they were mad they were clearing all the homeless people out of Echo Park Lake when it, I mean, I'm sorry, you shouldn't be allowed to just uh, camp there. It's, it's, it's what it looks to, I mean, have you seen how disgusting and how, yeah, how horrible it's gotten? I mean, I know that, well, over I don't, protocol for over a period of time that like these people have to the, they have to do sweeps as part of the sanitation and yeah. then, like yeah, now sanitation. everybody like, wants to jump on this like SJW bandwagon when it's like you don't even know the political dynamics of what's happening right here. That's you're what just, I mean. You're just out here because it's trending and you want to Instagram And those are the it. same people that will mass shame me or that are out there right now protesting for this. You. So it's just, it's just funny to me that, that it, like yeah. Yeah, everybody wants to look, you know, again, we, we're dealing with a society of ain't about shit, don't do shit people that, you know, now mm-hmm. their, their currency is virtue and social justice. So, you know, their lives are so meaningless and so empty that this is a way of rising up in the ranks socially you mm-hmm. know, because they can't do it, you know, through perseverance or business or whatever, because... You know, there ain't about there 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 ain't about shit people. You know what I mean? You ain't about shit. So mm-hmm. now you're gonna jump on to fucking climate change or fucking transgender children or whatever bullshit you're you're on. Yeah. But I mean if you really care so much, like go down there and help them out right now and help I don't know, I just feel like it just it was their little photo op or it was their yeah, it just yeah. feel yeah. authentic. Yeah. Narcissism. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Exactly, which is the, the yeah the center of all of these problems we're talking about. Social yeah. media did a good job, really, you know, popularizing narcissism. Yeah. Oh yeah, the selfies. So, how did you guys get into the industry work? Uh, me? Well, my father. And who, am I, was... who is this? Who am I speaking to right oh, now? This is Meg. This is Meg Tron. Meg Tron. Meg Tron. Okay. Hello. Um, I knew yeah, it was you, uh, but the listeners didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was born in L.A. Uh, my dad was in the industry. He was a writer for Billboard and Rolling Stone. And I just was kind of around pop culture and music my whole life. And I guess music w- has always been my religion. You know, I always just really worshipped, you know, all the musicians I was looking at. And that that was my life. So I always wanted to be involved with that. And I ended up doing makeup and being on the sidelines of it and kind of just seeing how everything works. And maybe, maybe some of my heroes I shouldn't have met, but. <laughs> so did, so you, you got to meet a lot of them. What was that? So you met a lot of them. Not a lot. There's some of them, definitely some of them. And, and some of them are, will continue to be my heroes. Definitely. But you know, uh, uh, other stories, unfortunately didn't have as happy of endings. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, I'm still grinding. I'm still out here. I'm still inspired. And there's been times I wanted to leave the industry, uh, finding, you know, certain dark truths about it. But I think, you know, there's people out here just trying to make beautiful art. And the the community around that is a beautiful thing. And we kind of have to infiltrate and create beautiful, you know, light media that stands for love and light and all the things I'm trying to spread in the world. So, you know, we can't just just leave because the darkness is there we have to prevail and to keep yeah, yeah keep propagating truth love and light um i this is pixie i think um 
my my into the industry was I my first exposure I guess you could say was um being engaged to someone who had relationships or worked with certain with a lot of um a-list actors and and artists um and then I, I after doing a couple of years at 20th Century Fox where I made trailers for some feature films um I decided to go back to school for acting so I went back to school I got signed with a, an agent and that was maybe like 2015-14 and just been grinding ever since and just trying to make Lately this year, I've been trying to just make more Instagram shorts and, and some shorts with um, with Megatron as well, and just make playful um, videos regardless of where they end up, where the distribution is, if it's just the internet or not, and just keep yeah, just keep creating and expressing yourself. You know where attention goes, energy flows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's from, that was a meme. Um, it's a disclosure song, yeah. right? Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> I swear it's a meme somewhere. But, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. meeting Megan was really important. That We definitely have been there, seeing a lot of people just act like total sheep and just ignore things to try to be opportunist or to, you know, elevate themselves. And she's always kept it so real. And it's it's been really just been nice to have you and not feel so alone sometimes and crazy in this yeah. this journey. Yeah. yeah. Pixie, are you I'm from sure. LA too? I'm from Orange County, LA. My parents grew up in Inglewood, um, and then they raised me in Orange County. And at 17, I left, kind of went on a little adventure. And <laughs> that's a whole other story. They they, they grew up in Inglewood. They grew up in Inglewood. Had you and were like, man, we cannot raise her up here. This yeah, is, that's exactly what happened. Take her ass to uh, Orange County. <laughs> well, they just grew up in the hood, so they just, like, they were over L.A., so they're like, we're raising a family in Orange County, and then I was sent to L.A. for holidays for, for extended family. I'm like, this is the vibe. Orange County just felt very eerie and quiet for me, yeah. so um, I've been in L.A. on my own for almost 11 years now, coming up on 11. There is something yeah. awesome all about your- L.A., it is. Yeah. You know, but I don't I don't ever want to live there again, but every time I go back and I tattoo out there, I always have a really fucking good time. I don't I don't even really like party anymore, but I I just it's like there's yeah. always so much to 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 do out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you in Seattle now? No. I don't, I don't want to be in a big city. I'm I'm on the Olympic Peninsula. I'm like Okay. Where they like, I don't know, I've never seen it, but where they film Twilight, I'm like right over there. Like, I'm like surrounded oh, by forest and shit. That's cool. Yeah. Wow, you must have incredible hikes. When you said you were hiking earlier, I had envisioned that you were in LA hiking. Oh, no. But you're in. But there's yeah, some. But you're in, I did awesome. some cool. I did some of the better hikes in LA. I mean, I used, I used to like to hike in LA. I loved. Fryman never got old for me. It was like. You know, I could just like rush through it, get a good workout, walk down the the back street in the end, <laughs> fantasize about which mansion I was gonna live in, then go yeah. do whatever. <laughs> exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. I really like the the um, the Waddles Garden Runyon Path. It's like a secret little Japanese garden, and there's a little Buddha shrine. Hmm. I wonder if I've done that one. Uh, I've, I've done the one like was that Fern Gully or what is it? Fernwood or 
It's like you can hike up to uh, the observatory. Oh, that's more towards uh, in Griffith, yeah. Yeah. I used to run that with my buddy. He was a pro boxer. We used to run that hill all the time, and he would always say, uh, if you could run this hill, can't nobody stop you. So we, we would <laughs> run that hill all the time. Today when I was actually running down the, down the hill, because I was like damn near running up it, but I was just hiking really fast uh -huh. and hard. Uh, I was thinking about that, like when, when I used to run that – you know, the observatory fucking, we would do yeah. it in the summer. We would do it in the summer in sweatsuits. It was crazy. Damn, that's hardcore. That's yeah. some warrior shit. Yeah. That's some esoteric gladiator shit. <laughs> Girl, you ain't never lied. <laughs> so, so, so tell me, one of you guys, break out another one of these, like, stories or like you could ask me a question about some crazy shit because i don't know where the fuck all this information gets stored in my brain and i think because of all the meditation i've done like i'm just i've organized my mind a lot better or some shit but when you bring up certain things to me like i'm like oh i like i just like <laughs> i just can't like i'm like and then i'm like oh shit what i don't even remember when i learned was that like 10 years ago 15 years was that three years ago did I, you did you ever follow Isaac Caffey's story? I didn't follow it intensely. I know a little bit about it, right? How he kind of went on blast on YouTube and then like what ended up kind of like dead suicide yeah. attempt apparently on, yeah. on Route 66. I did meet Tom Hanks when I was about nine years old on the set of Bonfire of the Vanities, and I remember him speaking to me. Like one of those creepy old guys talks to like a hot high school girl. Like uh, he was like smiling and wobbling his head and like squinting one of his eyes. Oh, what's your name? And like I th oh, no. like and it didn't at the time. Really? That's so at the time That's it didn't so mean shit to me, right? I just thought I was meeting Tom Hanks, but then when I looked at it after hearing all this shit, I was like, yeah, this dude was looking at me like. One of those dirtbag yeah. old You're a cute kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was a snack for him. And I was a cute kid. Uh, I mean, I'm still cute, but <laughs> he'd still consider you. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I brought up Isaac Cappy because Megan and I have a mutual friend who was really close with Isaac Cappy and he would come over to his house and he would like basically say exactly what he exposed he's like this shit is real but it was like a few years before he actually went on youtube and did it and he's like and talking about it for and years tom, he dropped tom tom hanks name and it's just like fuck dude like and then he goes missing and like there's these weird videos where he, that he posted right before he um turned up dead it's just a really creepy story and uh make sure and i mutual friend totally confirmed it he's like no like he's not making this up well then you just gotta Woo! look at like and you guys already know this but for you know a lot of people that listen um like the higher you get in this industry you're you're not people want to believe that it's like the real world where it's like oh yeah your perseverance and your talent got you here no, it's a lot of nepotism and satanic bullshit. Yeah, so you're signing contracts. You're, you know, the casting yeah. couch is real, dude, for men and women mm -hmm. and children, right? Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, I'm just empty. Like the like Kid Cudi thing was all just almost like energy vampires, you know, yeah. just just harvesting energy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what it is. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. clearly possessed by something, and whatever mm-hmm. whatever demons are in his field, they're trying to suck off the energy of those he's surrounding himself by. It's called louche. Yeah. They're, they're 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 trying to suck mm-hmm. on the louche of, mm-hmm. you know. Which is basically our energy, you know. So if, yeah, if you're Tom Hanks, man, you know you gotta you gotta play the game. And then there's like weird things about his career too. Like remember when he was playing like the transvestite character in Bosom Buddies or whatever? I don't remember. Was that the name of that show? Oh, you remember he had to play a girl. Buddies, yeah, Bosom Buddies. That was a humiliation ritual. Bam. Yeah. Like, Bam. Okay. Right? I mean, you hear, yeah. like, a lot of the ex-black, you know, rappers that were, you know, part of the game, they, they talk about, you know, like, they're like, yeah, that's why, you know, they got all these black rappers dressing like girls or these black entertainers dressing oh. like girls. They're humiliating them. They're, they're feminizing them. They're showing them, yeah. you know. And then we know about the Baphomet, mm-hmm. trans, transgender transhumanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Ooh, crazy, yeah. Well, I guess the question I have for you, because on a positive note, what what do you, we, we know all the doom and gloom, and we know that there are these psychopaths. What's your advice to, yeah. Just, what's, uh, as, <laughs> as non-players, what's our role to, like, is it to talk about it like this? Or, uh, like, what are we supposed to do about it? You know, it's like, for me... I go through changes, you know, I'm constantly trying to reinvent myself, you know, um, I'm constantly trying to progress in whatever it is that I do. Um, and just in the last, you know, couple of months, I've taken a step back from a lot of this shit, you know, it's, it's like, I haven't been arguing with people online. I had, you know, every once (laughs) in a, I might, you know, it's like, I'm not, these guys, they're they're NPCs, man. They're non-playable characters. The lights are on, but nobody's home with a lot of these people. And yeah, and, and no me. amount of evidence, no amount of historical facts. You know, Barack Obama could show up in their living room and say, "I fuck children." He <laughs> might even fuck a child in front of him, and these idiots wouldn't believe their own their own eyes. Uh-huh. It's you yeah. know, it's like the the dark crystal when the Skeksis were you know sitting those little guys in front of that 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 light in front of the Lucifer they, and they were, it was hypnotizing them. And then they were going and working for the Skeksis. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. literally like that. These people have been entranced. Their reality is too fragile. They don't know who they are. So if you shatter their reality, they, it may shatter them as a being. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in that position. I tried to, when was the last time I thought like these people? And I, I was like, shit, the last time I could remember thinking like that is when I lost my innocence at 15 and I started going to jail. It was like, that's when yeah. I started becoming more street smart and more aware of criminal behavior and psychology and, you know, patterns yeah. in, in human nature. Um, so like a couple months ago, I just was was stopped indulging so much in the conspiracies and the political. and, the, and Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I know who's behind all this shit, you know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, and I know that there's, there's a pyramid structure, you know, it's like, there's specific people at the top that we probably won't ever know about. And then there's, Mm -hmm. you know, people 
below them on on the stones below them you know all the way down to your police officers and your soldiers and you know whoever's working for the you know court system or whatnot and, and yeah. you know the actors and all them there you know the musicians they all play their part as well but you know I was starting to hate society I was really full of anger towards society because it's like you know these are politicians and I, I know where they stand it's my dipshit neighbor who thinks, you know, Joe Biden's going to save him and Tom Hanks is an altruist, right? It's it's like mm-hmm. this guy he he would fuck he would kill me over one of these scumbags that he doesn't really know that's telling him something on TV, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my anger towards society just wasn't serving me. So I'm constantly yeah. trying to shift and you know like I just know like the things that work for me is being creative Right. I've always been creative. You know, I was in in fucking horrific situations in fucking prison for years and I always did art, you know, Uh, you know, uh, being physically active. You know, there's the body. The creativity is part for me, I feel like is is a physical, spiritual, physical expression for the most part. And then meditation. Meditation is, is really, really super key and you know and i got into meditation 10 years ago and um that has has really helped me stay centered um it doesn't make everything you know rainbows and unicorns but it does you know if like the way that i put it was is like you might have like every day you're waking up and you're miserable for six hours of the day or you're depressed or whatever, well, maybe you start meditating and within a few months, now you're only miserable for four hours a day and then you continue that practice and then eventually you're only miserable for two hours a day and then eventually misery comes and goes and it doesn't affect you the way that it used to, right? You don't, you just don't observe that misery the way that you used to and now it's just, it's just a passing, passing feeling. So I don't know. I mean, like paying attention to your surroundings. It's like I've already gotten so deep with this shit in the last 20 years. that It's pretty much like all I need to do is just study a little here and a little there. And I don't really need to dive down those same rabbit holes. I'm trying to direct my energy to more positive shit. And, um, you know, of course, you know, doing this podcast or whatever, I can say things that, that may open people's mm-hmm. eyes. May I mean... I lost a lot of friends and, and family and clients over the years. I mean, L.A. is super. Same. Same. Yeah, same. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I've lost. Yeah, there's certain family members I know if I want to keep them around, I, I just can't, can't talk about this stuff. Can't bring it yeah. yeah. Well, what's really crazy yeah. is like, you know, there's so many different rabbit holes to dive down to, you know, and like I really feel like our internal is does have some sort of projection on the external right like we could get to a place where they're kicking indoors and they're force vaccinating or they're kicking indoors and they're dragging people off to fema camps that could happen right that's possible mm-hmm. right there's there's hundreds of thousands of coffins out in front of like th- three body coffins out in front of all these fema camps there's they're saying there's yeah. electronic guillotines that can kill you know 20,000 people a day in fema camps so it's like this shit could happen and it could be inevitable, right? They could be two doors down and my house, they're going to come to my door within two minutes, right? 
Like, how am I going to react to that? Am I going to go out screaming and tear, pissing and shit my pants? Or am I just going to relax, focus on my breathing and mm-hmm. enter the next? You know, I know I'm an eternal being, man. So, yeah. and I've been in a lot of near-death experiences. So I just, I try to maintain calmness and try not to overreact to situations. Like, y- you hear stories a lot of times about people being in near-death situations and you know they were calm their sister and brother weren't so much and they died right it was like i just got calm and mm-hmm. yeah you know so i think diet's a big thing you know exercise mm-hmm. you know what do 100%. you percent. yeah i feel like it's, it's the real change starts inward if you want to change the world you got to start with yourself so yeah and and i feel like this month um I kind of backed away from all the conspiracy theory podcasts just for my own mental health and just, you know, started to focus on like the, the creation process. Cause it, it's the information alone is, is exhausting, you yes. know? So, yeah, I totally agree with how you're, how you feel about it. So and, same line. and the whole thing with it is, is like, they call them conspiracies, right? It's like, Oh, it's secret information or whatever. But, these people are letting it out and they know that it affects people like us. Right. Yeah. They know we're affected Mm -hmm. by this stuff. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, they couldn't keep a secret or they couldn't get away with it. And I'm always like, yes, they can keep a secret. It's called a chain of command. And if there's billions or trillions of dollars on the line or their life is on the line, you better believe they're going to keep a secret. And there's also something called what the fuck are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Right? Like, people, well, they Mm -hmm. can't keep a secret. It's like, they haven't been keeping secrets. And we haven't done shit about it. It it almost feels a very contrived, like, like the whole alien disclosure that's happening now. It feels so contrived. It is. There's no such fucking thing as aliens, dude. There's not. Like, space is a fucking psyop, dude. Like, even Anthony Kiedis talks about it in, in, in Californication. Space may be a final frontier, but it's made in a Hollywood basement. You think Stanley Kubrick wow. made it? Oh, oh, yeah. oh the, moon, the moon landing? I've always <laughs> followed the moon landing. How's Kubrick? Yeah. Dude, uh, I mean, and what Anthony Kiedis was on whose island? Epstein's? Oh, shit. Like, and oh, Epstein was into what? No, no, Epstein no, was funding. Right? Epstein was funding all the science and transhumanism shit. So, uh, you know, and like, like Tom DeLong all of a sudden is like, oh, the, he's a Freemason. Yeah. He's a Freemason. Of course, he's pushing the alien bullshit. Yeah. You know, that it's it's not aliens. Like like UFOs were created by fucking Nazis. During World War Two, it's interdimensional beings. It's spiritual yep. beings communicating mm-hmm. with third dimensional beings, physical beings. Yep. Right. So. Yeah. So what we see as, you know, because we, we, we got fucking cameras on every fucking corner in every country. Right. Where the fuck are the aliens at? Nobody's filmed aliens. All we okay. see is these UFOs and, and motherfuckers are still running off this fucking this close encounters of the third kind bullshit. Where the fuck are the okay. aliens? There's no none on film. What are the chances? Yeah. Right. So then they True. can just they can just say oh <laughs> UFOs aliens and it's like in your average you know 
fool will believe it, but I, I think it's it's interdim- interdimensional beings. Um, For sure. And um, yeah, it's not like a crazy alien invasion of like yeah, there's there are interdimensional entities and and yeah, I said I do believe that there are some staged UFOs out there and and that's you know some CIA conflictory going on, but our own, our own UFOs, right? Yeah. 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 Just like they, I forget who disclosed it. And I forget what podcast it was talking about it. Um, I think Bob Lazar talked about, maybe it was Bob Lazar. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe Bob Lazar believes everything that he's saying. You know what I mean? Right. He just looks in his eyes. That guy has no reason to lie. He's, yeah, I believe that he, he believes everything that he's saying. But you know, and yeah, you did see UFO technology, sure. But I mean, how do we know the fucking the fucking dead aliens you saw were alive or that were even real? They could have been fucking latex. We know how good Hollywood is with their shit. I mean, they've been good like that. Right. I remember yeah. being in the early '80s, being a little kid, going on Warner Brothers lot and Universal and seeing some of the shit that they made, and it was insane. Yeah. Right? And then the CIA had yeah. the CIA had a motion picture studio up off Lookout Mountain in in Hollywood on the top of the hill. Now Jared Leto owns that that property. Like so I've gotten to a place not <laughs> What's that? I've heard about Lookout Mountain. I said not shocking. Is the Illuminati confirmed or no? Oral Canyon territory, that whole area too. Suspect. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, there's a book called uh uh, weird scenes inside the canyon. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's about how the you know the 1960s Laurel Canyon hippie movement was a CIA psyop, and how most of these musicians' parents were like high level military, were yeah, you know, uh, related Martin, to Martin, the uh, Dead. Yeah, Timothy Leary, uh, oh, like was pretty much didn't he like openly say he was, was top top of, associated uh, with the yeah. CIA. Like, yeah, true. Yeah, that's a that's that um, book is actually one of the most incredible books I've read. Um, if you guys haven't, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys a list of really good books. You know, yeah, after, give us a, after we're list. done. I'm not... But yeah, that that one is is really fire. So, you are you guys working right now? No, I mean. Like right now, we were just hanging out at my house. No, I mean, like uh, currently, are you guys doing? Are you working? We are working. We're working. Yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been working. I've I've had some shoots opening up again. It's been, you know, kind of slowly opening in LA. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, there's still, there's still some momentum. Yeah, things starting to open up. But no, no big projects. I mean, we're we're working on our own independent sh- short called Dating and Dystopia. It's called what? Uh, dating and Dystopia. Uh, it's a comedy about dating during COVID. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so I have to send you that when we're done shooting that. Uh, you can that, kiss me kind of like... with the mask on. <laughs> no, well, it doesn't, yeah. Well, what's I up, girl? Can I get a bloge with the mask on? Sure. What was that? I said, well, what's up, girl? Can I get a bloge with the mask on? <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot. Only with extra sanitizer. Yeah. Uh, uh, gag. Gag. Yeah. 
so yeah, we're, we're working and just, yeah, I love what you're doing. I'm excited to be on here and yeah, just, thanks for having you me. really, you made this last year just a, a little bit easier on everyone. Thank Did, you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Did, so, Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. How did COVID affect your guys' work? I mean, I, for me, was doing a lot of self-tapes at home. I didn't see an audition room until last week. First one, everything was all self-tapes. So I took a huge hit. I definitely wasn't working for half of it. A lot of my projects were pushed back, but it seems like it's opening up with a vengeance for sure. But now it's just not awkward because just everyone's just instantly just talking about you know, which vaccine do you have? And, and that's a whole other thing, just to be political and on set and make sure people feel comfortable. But the new etiquette, you know, the new etiquette on set is a little, is yeah, that was an adjustment for sure. Sorry, you Mask guys. on mask. Like the actors don't really have to wear it, which is kind of nice. A little, but still, like everyone else wearing it makes, makes me uncomfortable. And like, well, if the actors don't have to wear it, then why? Maybe everyone else shouldn't have Rules have for me, but not for thee. Or yeah. for thee, but not for me. Yeah. You know? Again, like, exactly. humiliation ritual. Wear that mask, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at least they're not putting doing the COVID test in our butts like they are in China, right? They're doing the Q-tips in the butt. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. I've heard. Okay. Absolutely yeah. true. I was actually looking forward to that, but fuck, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so, are they trying to get you guys to get vaccinated? Are they just talking about well, it? What's that? Yeah, just people are already uh, asking me about some of the shoots that I'm doing. If you know, if I'm how far along I am on my vaccines, they aren't even asking if I'm going to get them. They're asking, "Have you had one or two shots yet?" Oh Where yeah, I've at? had three. I'm getting another one next week. They're <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to res- respect people, but I just, I'm not, that's something I'm not going to budge on, you know? Yeah. So. I don't know. That's, that's, I hope it doesn't get mandated or I hope that doesn't, because I feel like that's going to cause a certain level of discrimination for employment. Like you can't discriminate people for the, for not having a vaccine. Like you can't like, I know for SAG at least. I hope SAG doesn't mandate. Well, vaccines. traveling. I think it's going to be travel, right? Are you going to? You're already needing it to go to Dodgers games. I guess they're going to do that again, and you need to have a proof of vaccine. Man, and fuck then the Dodgers. Fuck what was the, that? I, man, fuck the Dodgers. Those <laughs> motherfuckers are on the field virtue signaling, anyways. Nobody wants to come after everything has been polarized, <laughs> show up to a game. All I want is a Dodger dog and I watch when you lames hit a home run and you're telling me about BLM. Go fuck yourself. Shove right? that bat up no. your ass. Irrelevant. Yeah, we don't care about the Dodgers anyways. Yeah. So Dodgy ass. Yeah, man, I, I really hope people, they get it with the vaccines, man. It's like, I've been on that. I've known about that shit for about 12, 15 years. I mean, I, I haven't, you know, I only got vaccinated a couple times as a little kid, and it was against, I didn't know any better, right? Right. Te- tetanus, shot or and, tetanus and polio or some shit. And, mm-hmm. You know, but, yeah, I think the they've gotten way more sophisticated with what they're putting in vaccines now. And, you know, you got people like 
you know, world-class athletes like Hank Aaron and Marvin Hagler dying within 24 hours of getting right. vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You know. the, the mRNA one make me really nervous. And who was that woman that, that killed Candace? What's her name? The, the woman that the, the, the oh, activist that spoke the, out against? Yeah. What's her name? Shanna Barbara. I forget her name. For me, it's just people, whistleblowers like that, and just things happening that are just so sus. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means, but this one especially, just yeah. there's just there's a lot of loose ends around it, especially that, I'm forgetting her name. Do you know her name? That that woman in Santa Barbara, Candace? No, I heard something about that. Okay. It's, it's yeah. a story where she was like, she even like documented how she was being intimidated and then like on YouTube and then like weeks later she ends up dead. Yeah, I remember dead, that. And, yeah, and but she was deep in, she worked in the industry. Like she knew the ins and outs of it and she was speaking out about it and they were not. We're not having it. It's really tragic, really sad. Yeah, that's the scary thing, man, is, you know, it's like how people don't put two and two together. It's like, yeah, like, I trust the science and I trust the doctors. It's like, well, did you pay attention to Nazi Germany? The scientists and doctors were the most evil people there. So you think they're, mm-hmm. it's possible that that could be happening now. I'm not an anti-vaxxer either. I'm just, mm-hmm. an, I'm an anti-modern day vaxxer because I, I believe they could actually be making extremely naturopathic vaccines that would actually do something to benefit us that wouldn't have extreme side effects or any side effects at all. Right. And, yeah. you know, thanks to... Injecting the, us with colloidal silver or something? I don't know. Yeah, like colloidal something. silver and vitamin C or something. Exactly. Instead of fucking injecting us with, you know, aluminum and barium and all that, you know, all these toxic metals that are... And fetal cells and... The messenger RNA makes me really nervous. That's like some new science that makes me be like, uh, does that mean that your immune system is now transitioning to an operating system? Like they have the on and off switch to your body? Like that, that freaks me out. So I apply it to but, like basically for years, they weren't allowed to, um, they weren't allowed to patent like nature, um, which is, is why like, you know, um, the science industry took off the the Rockefeller pharma science. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, then they created the GMOs and then they were allowed to patent. They, Oh, these are genetically modified seeds. Right. So I look at it as like, they're trying to genetically modify us so that we're no longer your average humans. Right. We're we're Mm -hmm. now, now we're genetically modified. So we're not actually humans anymore. I mean, they, they don't, they already, Dehumanize. Do you think this is to make us um, either sicker so that we're at the mercy of big pharma, or do you think this is to make us more uh, just the next level of human, some kind of transhumanism? I think it's a, a, a mixture of all the above because yeah. you had like, you know, Bill Gates years ago talking about how he wanted to create a vaccine that would remove um, people's longing to believe in God. Like, so that the, it would, yeah, I've heard about that. yeah, and, and so it's, it's a mental, it's a physical and it's, a, it's a spiritual thing, you know, they, they, there's also, you know, things that, you know, if you're injecting like 
let's say like nano particulates and 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 things like that into human beings that can you know it's technology that can assimilate to biology um yeah then you know who's to say they can't link us to 5g and create like biological ai human hybrids or some shit like that right yeah and i know that sounds crazy but i mean it's not that crazy if you like look at comic books from like the 60s and 70s they were talking about this stuff like all the evil geniuses and they were all scientists right so yeah it's like it's it's hard for your mortal man to conceptualize like this level of demonic behavior because most people are just thinking about what they're going to do when they get home from work and how they want to order dominoes and they can't wait to play a video game or watch Netflix. It's like you're not looking at it from the perspective of a billionaire or somebody who's trying to take over the world, which has it's not like a new phenomenon. Man has been trying to take over the world since, you know, the Tower of Babel. <laughs> Yeah. So forever. That people. Think, I love that people think that they just stop doing the stuff. They yeah, go, well, like we know MK Ultra happened, but they just they they got that information and they just stopped doing it. It's yeah. Like, no, they they're definitely still doing that. Yeah. Of course. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But like, you know, it's like far as like people like us are concerned, it's like we're gonna sit back and we're gonna watch, and I think right now. The, all this darkness is and like humanity's been through all kinds of crazy shit you know for you know many times you know a lot of people think the spanish flu had to do with three things uh it had to do with um radio towers being erected all over the country which you know were electromagnetic beings that stuff mm-hmm. is not what our body those were frequencies that our body weren't used to, which is why cell phones and laptops can give you cancer. Like that's, that's a scientific fact. So when radio towers were erected, people got sick and it was like a flu like response. And then, then vaccines were popularized at the time. And, you know, people were speculating that people were dying from the vaccines. And then also the masks, like people were having respiratory issues because of the mask. I mean, you just look at like a lot of people that are forced to wear masks now, their faces are all broken out. They're getting headaches, mm-hmm. you know, and me being somebody that did organic farming in Hawaii forever, I apply patterns in nature because human nature is a reflection of mother nature. If plants are grown in an anaerobic environment, which means a, an environment that's lacking in oxygen, the plants won't grow. They stay small or they won't produce fruit. If a woman smokes a cigarette during or smokes cigarettes constantly during her pregnancy, her baby doesn't grow because the baby and the plants are in anaerobic environments. So that's what the mask is. It's an anaerobic environment and it's and it's a disease factory. So they speculate that the Spanish flu was actually like it was very strategically planned out and it's similar to what they're doing now. And even Dr. Fauci's fucking Jesuit Vatican ass was writing papers on how right, masks... disproving he was talking about the mask being harmful in the first wave, right? Yeah, and he's he wrote this paper like ten years ago with you know some of his medical partners, and now all of a sudden he wants people to wear a box of masks over their face, right? Wow. And then like, people Irony. are like, people are like, trust the science. It's like, dude, like. The science doesn't even know what the fuck the science is. And it's like, you know, well, they're, they're experts and I trust them. It's like, 
the experts, they do know what's going to happen, but they're doing all this shit that, and they're, and they're also telling you to, to not do what they originally told you to do from the beginning. So it's like, they know what they're doing, you know? Yeah. What do you think? They, oh, well, they just, they didn't know what the virus was. It's like bullshit. It's a virus. Viruses affect people the same way. Yeah, there's a bunch of different diseases on the planet, and there's a bunch of different immune responses to different, you know, ailments that the body gets, but it's really dependent upon, like, two or three things. Like, oh, yeah, you you weren't getting enough collagen, so you got leukemia, or, who, you know, I'm just making shit up right now. Or, or you, you weren't getting enough minerals, so now you're getting bone breaks or fractures or arthritis or, or you know, maybe you were eating too much gluten, so now you became epileptic, you know, because that affects, you know, seizures and stuff like that. So it's, it's yeah. all dependent upon, you know, you, you know the, the strength of your immune system and, and, you know, what your diet is or what minerals and supplements you're taking, how you're going to respond to any ailment. It's the same fucking thing, and these guys know it. But they know that the general public is so ignorant to that stuff, they can just run game on them all day. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just want to know why you know why why are flu shots free, but why are we not giving healthy vegetables out for free or something yeah. else? You know, I just doesn't for me. If anything is free like that, it just it's it's kind of it's clear to me that there's an agenda behind that. Oh, yeah, I I, I said that years ago. It's like, yeah, of course these guys are giving out free shit. Free Obama phones? Wow, now we can track them, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Straight out, you know? So anytime these guys, because these are the most greedy motherfuckers on the planet, so when they're giving away free shit, that should be suspect, right? Benefit them, or else it wouldn't be free. Exactly. Yeah. And I just, I kind of got to a place years ago, and I, I don't know, Megtron, you've been following my shit for years. I've been posting about crazy shit for years, right? I've always appreciated it, but, I mean, lately more than ever, I, but I've always, I've seen you out there in the field. You've always, you've always stuck to your story, and I appreciate that. So I just figured years ago, I can't trust anything popular. What's that? Mm-hmm. As a pixie said, it's an inspiration to us all. Just to keep, yeah. Well, I just, <laughs> I'm just a small ant in this large hill, and I'm just doing my <laughs> part. Or what I see is my part. But anything popularized, I just don't trust it, man. It's like none of it. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. education. Look what they're doing to the kids now in schools. Oh God, with those boxes and. Some some crazy uh, news I'm hearing about, like they're gonna their their new ethnic pro- or et- yeah ethnic program where they're chanting to some Aztec god about uh, child sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, it's to teach about social oppression, right? It's like yeah, a, a, some a, new ethnic program that they're doing. I saw that. And I'm just like, what in that? What? Yeah, I heard it's about crazy. that too. Like, why is this applicable for their growth? Like, I don't know. I just, well, you look at all these ancient civilizations that were involved in like human sacrifice and things like that, you know, like the real, yeah. the real people that study this shit really deeply, they know that the Aztecs and some of the, the modern Egyptians and a lot of these people that claim they created this stuff that don't know how to create it, they actually inherited it from a previous mm-hmm. civilization. And, um, yeah. 
you just look at like the deities that a lot of these civilizations worshipped that were doing this stuff and there's always like the feathered serpent or the dragon or a giant snake or a or a reptile god or it's always it's always what you know like luciferian the serpent right and also perverted because you know i think the serpent is knowledge i think it's you know kundalini ayahuasca that's a serpent but then it's taken and has a dark tone put on it like it's inverted yeah yeah i i drank ayahuasca seven times while i was in hawaii and i never saw a serpent i always got like ayahuasca really was more like it was almost like uh i got more like insects from ayahuasca oh yeah and not like a scary insect either like a you know a beautiful feminine hanging out yeah it was like a beautiful feminine insect that just you know wanted to like heal and like make me realize my higher self and my eternal nature and even past lives you know beautiful wow yeah, I didn't get yeah. serpents from it. I I did see serpents on on LSD a few times though. Mm. Which, mm-hmm. I, as I've gotten older, I'm like, man, I I would never do that shit again. There's no way. <laughs> well, a lot of it was was brewed up within the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that that makes me a little wary of it too. But I still enjoy it. I I I don't, I don't mind it. Well, girl, you turn it, you tune in, turn on, and, and trip out then. And tap in and trip out, exactly. <laughs> well, I'd love to get a tattoo from you soon. Are you going to be tat- doing any tattoo? I don't know when any I'm going to be in LA again. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to be in LA again. I mean, I've I've had a few people hit me up. I just feel like after COVID hit, like already, I took a hit, like in the last four years on clientele Uh in LA because you know like my beliefs go against the modern left and I'm not a registered voter so I'm not a Republican right Uh but I've always been a conspiracy theorist and you know the left is trained Uh to hate conspiracy which is weird because the left used to be the conspiracy theorists I know yeah yeah I know that's why I'm like it's flip flop so fast but, my my parents, my mom is burning her bra so that, you know, so, so now that she believes that all conspiracy theories are wrong. But, you know, that was the original conspiracy theory, the feminist, all those people. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. And, and so when COVID hit, I, I really hit it hard. And I feel like I lost even more clients from that, you know, because I don't know what it is with people if it's that if they're scared um if they're ignorant um if they you know they they couldn't handle the truth if um if they're part of it or um if they're just narcissistic and they just think that they're so important that that could never happen to them or just too self-involved to even notice what's happening yeah so it's like a, a conglomerate of all the the above that makes people reject this type of information but you know, and, and then, like I was saying to my buddy, I was like, you know, most of the people that I know that are into this shit are, like, people that I, like, could trust, that are actually paying attention to their surroundings. Yeah. They're smarter than other people. And, it, and hey, if, if, you know, I get some information and I find out it's wrong later, I'll, I'll admit to it or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, 
most of the people that have an aversion to this type of stuff, they never leave their fucking hometown or they ain't, they're not really doing shit with their lives. And they're not the people that you would want guarding the village. They're just, they're totally Mm -hmm. unaware. They're, they're caught up in the, the bread and circus of Rome. And that's Mm -hmm. it. Or vice versa too. There's people that are so educated, but so deeply academic that, they're so indoctrinated into this like they don't want to believe that they studied their whole life to something that was a lie that's you know there's people that are really smart yeah yeah Yeah, that's true too i mean you know the 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 school system is definitely yeah i mean my dad his dad they all went to yale like they're they're so smart, but they won't believe it. You know, they won't believe any of this. And it's just, it's ironic that it all kind of stems from, I hear all the skull and bones, I hear all those things kind of stemming from that area. And I would think they would have intel for me, but they just don't even believe any of it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and yeah. That, those are provable secret orders at Yale and Harvard, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you just look at like any major world event or any major bank swindle or stock market swindle or anything it's always somebody from an ivy league college that's behind it infallibly right Mm -hmm, true so we put these people on a pedestal and meanwhile they just keep letting us down and you know it's really education or or uh intellect versus wisdom and i'd rather i'd rather be wise than Mm mm-hmm you know, book smart. You can't teach street smarts in school, but I mean, I think they'll get you way farther in life, for sure. Yeah. I think experience and, yeah, real experience, raw experience, like what you went through, um, it's going to bring you more wisdom than just like institutionalized propaganda from Yale University. And I'm grateful that we, I'm grateful that, you know, I'm, I'm grateful there's people that have, uh, the discipline to do that deep of research, but unless you're out there living your life and experiencing other walks of life and other people and you're open-minded, then I don't really trust what you're saying. If you're just burying yourself in a book that someone gave you, I, yeah. yeah. Well, even most of the people that they say, I trust the science or these people didn't go and get degrees. You know, I think they would know it's like, dude, like, we should be able to tell, you know, what kind of people we're dealing with by the fruits they bear, man. You know, and I'm not yeah. saying mm-hmm. that it's your average doctor, but we know that doctors get bribed by big pharma to pay off their fucking college debts. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you yeah. look, even look at most doctors. They've openly admitted it in court. They pled guilty to it. Yeah. At, at, Absolutely. And most doctors, I wouldn't exactly say, are like the pillars of health a lot of times. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you know all about modern medicine, but like you're you're like severely overweight. You you know what I mean? You, you're I mean they're giving Krispy Kremes away with the vaccine. I mean that's just that to me is just that a was farce. A joke and it wasn't no. <laughs> Same. Dude, there was a Simpsons episode where Homer signed his soul away for a donut, and they were comparing that. <laughs> they were comparing the Krispy Kreme thing to the Simpsons thing, but you That's just, brilliant. like, 
look at all the Simpsons drops that have happened. Oh, like, 9-11, Trump being president, uh, mass shootings, the Krispy Kreme thing. It's like... Weird. Yeah. <laughs> the circus. That's the circus. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta sit back and just like laugh at the absurdity. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Anyway. Well, I think we have to wrap it up soon. But yeah. I, it's, it's been awesome talking to you. Thank yeah, you for dropping awesome. knowledge on us. Thank <laughs> yeah, you guys. Thank you for having. Me. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, uh, stay in touch with me on social media or via text i'll I'll send you guys some of those um some really profound books to to read if, if you really want to and they, they're not like super heavy they're just like really interesting so okay yeah i'm not going to send you thank like, you yeah the freaking satanic ritual ones that i've read i'll, I'll send you the yeah. yes cool right on ladies Awesome. Keep fighting the good fight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Strong. Take care. All right. Night. Night. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Another another episode. Again, I'll say it again. I don't do it for money. I do it for the love of the game. So keep listening. You know, share it with your friends. Give me a good review if you can. And, um... If any of you guys have some interesting stories and you want to come on, reach out to me on social media, you know, Instagram, Jeremy Lipsy Tattoo, or even Jeremy Lipsy on Facebook for as long as I'll be on there until they freaking kick me off or whatever for posting all this crazy shit the last decade. Thanks again for listening. Take care.